You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Lisa Clark, and I'm joined here each episode with my co-host, Chrissy Dunham, and we just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. If we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to men and women who just have things they wonder about. I am here with my co-host, Lisa Clark. How are you doing this hot, hot summer day in Texas, Lisa? Yeah, it's it's hot around here. It is very hot. We keep getting notices from, I've even forgotten their name, the people that regulate the- ERCOT. ERCOT and- Turn up the temperature in your home. Turn up the temperature in your home. So praying that they don't start rolling brownouts or whatever they call them because sister's already hot enough. But today we are going to continue our book study of Colossians. We have already recorded chapters one and two. So if you have not listened to those and you'd like to hear the complete book, would encourage you to go back and listen to Colossians one and two. Today, we are recording Colossians 3, which when I reread these are just some of my favorite things that I live on come from these chapters. So excited about it. And if you've been with us before, we do our introduction. Lisa reads from a commentary that says, in a nutshell, Mark and the Holman Commentary. Yeah, it's the Holman New Testament Commentary. One of my favorite commentaries. And before each chapter, it gives you a nut in the nutshell, which means basically this chapter is about da-da-da. So we are in chapter three of Colossians. And in a nutshell, in chapter three, Paul tells the Colossian believers, fellow believers in Colossae, since you have been given new life by Christ, who is now exalted in heaven, It is only right that you focus your aspirations on heavenly things. The new life you have because of your identification with Christ should cause you to discard the ugly remnants of your formal lifestyle and display the Christ-like character appropriate to your new life. The word of Christ should take up comfortable residence in your hearts, and all your activities and relationships should be viewed with spiritual significance. Wow. So when the scripture talks about a new creation, he says new creation. I mean, start over, you know, refresh, second, second try at this. And everything should be a result of who's on our heart now. And that's Jesus Christ. So pretty big stuff. Like you said, Chrissy, some of my favorite verses are in chapter three and four of Colossians. So I'm so excited about this. I love it. I love it. Well, Lisa, why don't you kick us off with the beginning of chapter three? And I believe you're reading verses one through 11. Right. Verses one through 11. And then you were raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, 
Put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language, out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ and in all. So I love the scripture, obviously. Chrissy and I both love the scripture. We love to dive into God's word and see what what he's saying about us. And and you know, I heard recently, I think it might have been you, Chrissy, that said when we read the scripture, we don't need to see what does it have to say to me. It needs we need to be reading it. What does the scripture have to say about God? That's right. Right. And so it's this is just great teaching. So false teachers were trying to make the supremacy and sufficiency of Jesus. They were they were questioning that and they were saying he's great, but there's other things. They were they were making him less than fully God. They needed more knowledge than just Jesus. Jesus is great, they were saying, but you need to add on these things because we need knowledge and and we need more. And and really, isn't that the what the world is always saying to yes, us? Nothing's you know? changed. Right. Nothing has changed here. They're telling us we need more religion. You need to add this on onto your salvation. You yeah, you can be a Christian, but you also need to be this, this, and this. And so the world's been telling us that from the very beginning that God is not enough. And Paul in these verses is reminding us that Jesus died, was buried, and raised from the dead, and we did too. We died. We were buried. Our sins were buried. And we've been raised as a new creation. We died to our sins. Our sins were buried. We've been raised, given new life in Christ. So this resurrection should bring about new motivation and a new mind for us, which focuses on things above. But how, I guess the question I asked myself when I was reading this and studying this was, how does that play out in my life? You know, the fact that I'm a new creation and I'm supposed to set my mind on things above, how does that look in my everyday life? Right. And, you know, some days are better than others, right? Amen. So some days, one little thing can just take me down. That's right. In my mind. And your mind's really the focus, right, Chrissy? That's right. Your mind is the center of everything. And that verse that we both love, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you're this new person. Yeah. Don't focus on the things of this earth. And then it lists out some things that he knew they were struggling with. And because there's nothing new under heaven and earth, as you read those, we still deal with anger and malice and slander and filthy language and all these things that the enemy tries to trip us up on. I don't care who you are. These are struggles in our life. I wrote in my note, I always love this. I'm a big note taker in church. So when I'm listening to sermons or a a women speaker or a speaker, even my Sunday school teachers, I'll take notes in my Bible. I'm not the girl that keeps a journal because I never go back and read it. I've learned that about myself. And on the side of these verses, I wrote that only Christ can fulfill us. He's it. So we're this new person after we meet him. And then I wrote, organize your life built in 
Jesus, in Jesus. So you're this new person. So now you need to organize your life in a whole new way. And the only way you can do that is to set your mind on him, on the things of heaven, on him and who he is, what he is, what he's about. And the only thing that we need to be filling our minds with are him. So I'm a believer in you need to do your quiet times in the morning. I'm also the person that says, do them whenever you can. Let's be honest. If yeah. Nighttime's the best, do it then. But I firmly believe just based on my life that when you get up in the morning and you make that effort to get up a little earlier and spend time with him and your mind starts out focused on him, not focused on all the things I have to do this day, all the places the kids have to be, and then I need to do this and then I need to go to the grocery store. Instead of focusing on those things, you're focused on him. Everything falls in place. Because just like you said, the minute you walk out the door, the enemy is ready to attack. He attacks your thoughts. He attacks your mind. He attacks your actions. Someone in traffic can make you mad. The weather can make you mad. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, getting in the car right now, it is. I got in my car a while ago and it said 107 right when I started it up. There's no telling how hot it is inside that car. And I don't know many people that just stay happy as can be in this heat. Like, there's always going to be something and traffic irritates people. And, you know, if you're in line to get food, you get irritated. You're at Starbucks. You don't get your coffee fast enough. If you start your day off with your mind set on him and you've read his word to learn more about him and not about you, I believe with all my heart and I've experienced it. You look at things differently. The things on earth really do grow dim and you are so focused on him and his word and who he is, that circumstances come, thoughts come, actions come, and you react differently. Now, that's a hard thing to do each and every right. day of your life. That's yeah. the reality. No, it is. It's hard. And when 3 3 says, For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. If you just take that scripture out as believers, I mean, what if? You know, what if you were known for being someone that when they see you, they just see Jesus? I'd love that. Wouldn't that be incredible? Like she is so hidden with Christ in God that when you see her, when you listen to her, when you're with her, you feel like you've been with God. I love it. And, 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 but that is the goal of the believer. That's what God has called us to. That's what Paul is saying here in this, in this, letter when he says, set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So I think that that's kind of the key scripture from chapter yes. three to me yes. at least. Yes. Because this is goals. This is just like you said, it's the every morning. This is the goal of the day to remember my identity hidden with Christ in God and and to focus on things that are eternal, focus on the things that matter to Christ, not these little bitty things like the traffic and the weather and the the girl that that looked at me and didn't smile. Right. And, you know, that the flippant thing that was said to me without someone didn't think right. not thinking about it and probably didn't had no intention of hurting my feelings, although it did, you know. That's right. When we can truly master this, and I don't know if we can 100% master it this side of heaven. But when we really start to have 
as our our goal for the day is just hide me in you, Jesus. That's right. You know, hide me That's in right. you. I want to be ha- hidden in you with God. Then, man, God can do a work, and we can find such fulfillment there. The other practical thing in my life is when. I haven't taken the time to spend time with the Lord, but I get in the car and I turn on worship music. It takes me to Him. Sure. It takes me to the throne and it helps me focus my mind and I pray. And, you know, if you don't get anything else done that morning, setting your mind on Him, that's setting your mind on Him. Even though you may not have opened the word like you wanted, that was your plan, but it didn't work out, which happens to me. And then I get in the car and I still try to get my mind focused on him because I know I have to have that. It's just like gas in your car. I have to have that. Right. Okay. I am going to continue reading in verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a grievance against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Above all, put on love, which is the greatest bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ to which you were called in one body rule your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him the Father through him. So the over there's so much in this little portion but my favorite word that keeps coming up over and over again is to be thankful be thankful be thankful in all these things be thankful put on the compassion have that bond of love in everything you do let that unite you and above all admonish the lord be thankful we have so much to be thankful for And I've said this many times and I'll say it many times more. When I pray and I spend time being thankful, I forget what I was even going to talk to the Lord about or what I was going to complain about or what I was going to ask about because I get so caught up in all the things I have to be thankful for. And in this world of evil and war and politics and all the things that are going on, I am so thankful that I live where I live. I have the family I have. I have the church I have, the friends I have. The list goes on and on and on. And I think that's what he was trying to convey to these new believers is, guys, be thankful and focus on the Lord. Be compassionate. Love each other. All those things that we just read. I just love it. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, are there any more beautiful verses? You know, (laughs) this is just such a beautiful grouping of scripture. And I love the the picture here of the putting of the taking off and the putting on. And it so what does that mean to us? It means we have a part in this. We have a part in this. We have got to take off our old man. We've got to take off the old clothes. We are no longer living in poverty. We've got to put on the new. And that is Christ. 
And we've got to, to put on the things of the Lord and take off the things of ourself. And so when we use, we can use that excuse all day long. Well, I'm just, this is just who I am. <laughs> yeah. This is just who I am. I'm just like this. You know, I just say what I think and you know what? People just need to get over it. Well, that's not what God has called us to. We're to take off the old man, the old person and put on the things of the new of Jesus, which is looks very different than the world. Mm-hmm. And so there's, we have a part in this. Um, also, I love in verse 17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks in God, the father through him. And you've, you've touched on this, but everything is holy. Everything in the, in the life of a believer is holy. All the things we're doing is holy because we're, we are hidden in Christ and, and God key. is holy. That's and so this, everything we're doing, that's why I love, I've really gotten into these liturgical prayer books. And there's, there's two that I read every morning, two prayers that I read every morning. And I just love it because it, they're, it's just, they're ordered and they keep my thoughts there. And I just, it's just, it's really been rich to me, but it's just a reminder that even in the mundane things that we are doing in our life, whether we're moving into a new home or having breakfast or have a baby coming or visitors coming to our house, or it's the beginning of a new week or there's sickness in our home or a vacation, whatever, it's all holy because we're hidden in Christ in God. And he's a part of everything that we do. So he cares, number one. And number two, he wants to be a part of, of all that we do. And so it, when the scripture says, in whatever you do in word or deed, that is means whatever you do. That's right. <laughs> you know, everything. 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 Everything matters. Everything Every matters. Every little thing matters. Everything matters. Okay. Before we move on to the next set, I just, yes. you know, people are always looking for peace. Yes. I love in verse 13, and let the peace of Christ, yes. to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts. That peace is there if you will just take it. Yeah. Christ is peace. Yeah. And when you set your mind on him, you can see how it all flows together. Right. He's going to give you that peace that everybody craves and they want. For sure. For sure. So now let's talk about the Christian home. And how we do this in our lives and in our families. I'll finish out chapter three. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in all things. Your masters, according to the flesh, not with eye service, as men pleasers, but in sincerity of the heart fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. So here we're learning how to do life, how to do life. Wives submit to your husbands. We've talked about that before. And basically the thought here is there can't be two heads. So somebody's got to make a a decision and has to lead, but we are doing these things simultaneously and in one accord out of love and respect. Husbands are to love the wife. I mean, respect their husbands. And as we're doing this, the submission thing is not a problem. 
That's when right. you're scripturally fulfilling what God had planned for your marriage. It's mutual submission. And then children, obey. Just obey your parents. God's put you, parent, in this role of authority over your children. And our children are expected to obey us while they're in our home and obey what the scripture says and, and, and their parents. Fathers, we're not to provoke our kids in all that we do, do it under the, unto the Lord. Every day is holy and um, our reward is our inheritance, eternal life with Christ as we live out what he's called us to do. So, you know, it seems pretty simple when you read it in the scripture, but it's not simple, is it? (laughs) That's what I was just sitting here thinking. Gosh, she makes it sound so simple. Kids, obey your parents. That's all there is to it. Just do it. And it really is that simple, but we complicate it. Yes. And because we're sinful people and our kids are sinful and you just can't do it without the Lord. You just can't do it. That's right. Um, one thing that I was reminded of as I was closing out this chapter is to say yes to some of the adventures with Jesus. You know, your life needs to be an adventure with him. It needs to be a journey. So you need to say yes to your time with him. You need to say yes to the talents that he's given you. Whatever that is, it says to do unto him not unto man. So God has given you a talent of some sort. I don't know what it is, but you need to figure out what it is, what you're gifted in, what you love to do, whether man applauds it or not, whether man knows it or not, if they even know you do it, that you feel honored and pleased to do it unto the Lord. What about your temple? This is one thing I need to do is take care of your temple. I had a conversation with a friend the other day and and she talked about how every God created everything to be in a rhythm. And I just can't get, get it off my mind that when the sun comes up, you need to be up and taking that in. And she just had all these easy things to say, just like the scripture said. And like you just read, it sounds so easy, but it's hard. It's hard because the world is fighting against us. What do you do with your money? Say yes to Jesus with your money. Serve, let, let that money serve other people. There are so many needs and it doesn't take that much money. And then the other thing is we need to resolve that our thoughts and our actions and our minds are totally sold out to him. Just be Jesus people is all I kept thinking is just be Jesus. And it starts at the very beginning of this book when he said, set your mind on me, set your mind on me. And when you do that, then you are free to give your money to those that are in need. You are free to give your talents to what the Lord has directed you to do, has given you to do. And everybody is very unique and everybody has special talents. Use those. Say yes to the adventure that the Lord has put us on. And I love that we're hidden in Him and He does all the work. He does all that. That's the beauty of it is when you are working within your passions and your talents and all the things that he's given you, that's your passion. And you can do things that no one else can do. You will do things that other people don't want to do because that's not how they're wired. So I love this chapter and everything about it. And I know, Lisa, for me, it challenges me every time I read it Yeah, to put on all those things. And that's a lot. Yeah. In the commentary, I read the story of Dan Jansen. Do you remember him? He was yes. an Olympic gold medalist, a speed skater, and his sister had passed away. And so right before the first Olympics he was a part of, and 
he went and he was going to win the gold for her, you know, and he didn't win. And he comes back four years later, you know, is going to win it for her this time. It, he does, it does not win. Well, the third time he since he's gotten married, he's had a child. He named his daughter after his sister and he wins the gold medal. But he talks, I think when he shared that, he gave an interview and said, yeah, I was a hard kid to parent because I was so competitive. And I remember being a speed skater early on. I think I was like seven or eight and I'd lost. I didn't win. And I'd come, I wouldn't talk to anyone on the way home. I was pouting. I was confrontational. I went straight to my room and I just was a sore loser, basically. And he goes, I remember my dad walking in and saying, you know, Dan, life is more than skating in circles. And he said, for some reason, that made sense to me. I'm putting way too much energy and focus on this thing that I do, and I'm missing the life. I'm missing what God has called. He didn't say God, but I'm missing the rest of it, you know, and that this little thing is what I do, and it's awesome but there's so much more. And I think you saying, you know, say yes to the adventure, the things that God calls us to. Some days we feel like we're just skating in circles, but we we don't want to miss those opportunities that we get during the day. If we're just skating in circles, we're going to miss that person that needed us to look at them and smile mm. and needed us to say, how are you today? And needed us to grab coffee, coffee with them or us to call them instead of text them or whatever it is. You know, life is more than just skating in circles. So good. And there's a whole great adventure out there that God has called us to. And, you know, I think just like you said, we just have to open our eyes because God is in the little moments of our day and it's all holy. It's all about Him. He he created us for greatness. Yes, he did. Yeah. So and to operate under him. Do you yeah. remember the old <laughs> as you were saying all that? You know what song came in my mind? What? Stephen Curtis Chapman. Oh yeah. Saddle up your yeah. horses. We, we got, got a trail, a trail to, to blaze. blaze. <laughs> Y'all, we have a trail to blaze. Yes, we, we do. We really, really do. I love that. I love that song. And uh man, just getting in the word of God will fire you up and get you to be a trailblazer. Isn't that true? I mean, we read one chapter out of all of these chapters, all of these chapters, and we are just smiling and talking about it and giddy at what God's Word says. Just the best, isn't it? It is. It is. Well, I can't wait to get to chapter four. So let's do it next. God bless y'all. and Thank you for listening. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. We are thrilled that you've spent this time with us. Just want to say thank you. We also want to make sure you're aware that we have another podcast called Raising Sinners. It's on the Christian Parenting Network. And we would love for you to join us there, too. If you've got kiddos or know someone who does, check us out at Raising Sinners, the podcast for parents. And lastly, Chrissy and I also want to just thank those of you who have been so generous to support our podcast ministry. If you're interested in doing that, we would love for you to go to chrissydunham.org and click on the party table. 
You can make any size donation and all of those proceeds go to help us with our podcast ministry. So if you've done that before, we thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you'd like to check it out, please do. So God bless you. And thanks again for listening to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Podcast.